welcome to the 15-minute juice, where we discuss physical therapy, rehabilitation, return to sport after injury, training, and all things fitness, while also answering burning daily questions, broach the juiciest weekly topics, and educate the masses on the proper algorithm for optimizing their lifestyle. It's fast, it's concise, it's informative, it's juicy. Welcome, everybody. Uh, 15-Minute Juice with Dr. Mike. Here we go. Dr. Mike, we have, uh, we have our first question. Um, it's actually a, a, a two-part, and maybe it's almost like a three-part question here. But as we go through this, we'll break it down, see if we can get this in the future. All right. So, old son is four months post. His PT said it was time to ask the ortho for a sports brace fitted for activity. He went to the ortho doc and the doc said he didn't need a brace. He said they don't typically fit braces for ACL repairs, but only do if it makes the patient feel better. Her son is a soccer goalie and uh, she's okay with, you know, without the brace, but obviously we're not there yet because she's only, you know, he's only four months. Um, her son has been cleared to run, bike, juggle, and do some light passing. So uh, the work now is just strengthening the leg, she's saying. At what point do you stop physical therapy? And then do you enlist a trainer to get your kiddo game fit? All right. That's actually a really good question because that's, that's kind of a lot of the progressions that are happening with these kids now. So four months post-surgery, I just would really like to look at those mechanics and make sure that that um, stability in that base is good before we start doing the running. Um, but you can never assume maybe this, this is an individual that is very sound in the foundation and uh, but still, it just, that sounds a little early. Um, and then, you know, to be talking about a brace, I've listened to a lot of other practitioners talk about it. The brace, you know, can get in the way. Um, you know, the uh, knobs on the inside, you know, the hinges there can rub into the other knee. Uh, it could, you know, um, compress a little bit on the uh, the other thing, too, is if they, if they fit it that early and there's still, you know, some quad atrophy, that brace, you know, is going to have to be fitted again um, as the uh, the quad starts to develop a little bit more. So it's going to have to kind of hard to fit that on a, on a leg that's thinner at first, and then it's going to get a little bit bigger over time, you know, as muscle uh, hypertrophy improves. But the other thing, too, with the brace and playing is uh, it makes you a target. And that's something that I don't think we talk about enough, but we know that soccer, high school, is very competitive. And when you're wearing a brace, you will become a target. And the players learn how to do that and make it look unintentional, but they can, you know, go for you. So, you know, football linemen, you know, can wear that brace, um, you know, and they'll do that sometimes when they're playing for a little extra stability. Uh, but it's kind of a trade-off, you know. Um, 
do you want to wear that brace and be a target, you know, or, you know, how much does it help too? I don't think they have enough to show that the brace would really, um, you know, compensate that much more for neuromuscular to both. I mean, it could probably help a little bit, but if there's still a lot of deficiencies there, you still can get hurt with it on. So that's why the, you know, the surgeon is saying we don't really fit them for the uh, brace that much anymore. Um, is it interesting that asking the, the ortho doc that question? Isn't it usually the opposite way? Yeah, I mean, um, if if yeah. there is that case, if yeah, I mean, if there is, you know, I asked about that brace. You know, maybe they're just not, you know, they're not sure. Maybe they're thinking that that brace is going to act somehow as some form of stability, and they want to know. But um, you know, everything I've been hearing talk about lately is that the brace, uh, they're kind of they're kind of getting rid of that because of those things. It rubs, it gets in the way, it can limit. You know, the uh, motor pattern, if you know that that inside uh, hinge is going to hit your other knee um, or if you try to cut and it might hit, you're going to alter the way you're moving. So that brace does not come in contact. Um, so that's going to throw things off. And uh, again, it makes you a target, too. So I think there's a lot of factors there that come on with the brace. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, four months you know, early, you know, you got to be careful there making, you know, an athlete becoming a little bit too overconfident too early, you know, thinking that they have a brace on and then, you know, they're ready to go. We really want to make sure that mechanics are good. And, you know, that individual understands awareness of they are, you know, with the running, with the cutting. Um, so I think there's a lot of stuff that has to be cleared there first. Um, but you also, you also mentioned about the measuring of the brace early, yeah. which I also want to, want to kind of touch on that just a second, because I just had a situation happen with me and I, and I thought it was odd. It's never happened. That doesn't mean it can't. Come uh, to me and said that they actually measured the opposite leg. Or the brace. Yeah, well, they're trying to consider what maybe their normal size would be. Okay. Again, that's a little hard because if there is compensatory techniques or, you know, if, if the leg that the player normally kicks with is the one that is torn, there's chances that maybe, you know, that stance leg is going to be a little bit more overdeveloped. So you're going to be looking at a leg that might have some, uh, you know, better muscle about, you know, hypertrophy than the other leg. But then again, that's also something that should be addressed as well. You're trying your best to keep them as symmetrical as they can, but knowing that one leg might be, you know, a little bit the other because of that, that type of thing. Uh, but this individual is a goalie, uh, but you never know. There still might be one leg that might be dominant. Uh, you got to look at some mechanics there. You know, what leg does he normally try to push off of, jump off? Where What does his strong side feel like? Um a lot of factors still there that come down to uh, the mechanics with all that. But yeah, that's one thing. If you fit the brace a little bit too early as you know, the quad size and the you know leg size starts to improve, then you're going to have a problem there. Certainly. Um, and, so, and so the, the next point would be, you know, when, when do you stop? And I think that that question there, th that varies my opinion on when do they stop? And then when do they, Go and see a trainer, um, a.k.a. 
someone like me, um, you know, when, when we, this is typically when we see the transition of, of um, what, what's your opinion there? Yeah. So that's the, that's the educational component that I have with the parent and with the athlete. So they understand what PT entails and what, you know, strength coach entails and sports performance and understanding where each profession has their own lane and physical therapy, you know, the graduation from there is usually when that individual can demonstrate a really good foundation for um, all the movements that are going to be required for their sport. And it's at the point where a strength coach could take it from there. So it means that they uh, do not need um, any, you know, uh, skilled intervention in terms of manual techniques that will be out of the scope of the practice of a strength coach, such as, you know, mobilizations, um, very specific soft tissue measures, um, you know, things that might require a little bit more hands-on there. Uh, you know, and manual like mobilizations, things like that. So they demonstrate mobility, you know, and a functional, uh, you know, a functional pass. And then also they can de- uh, demonstrate, you know, a good foundation for movement patterns. So, you know, once all that base is there and then you could challenge it a little bit, you know, adding some, you know, um, external stimulus, whether it's like a non-compliant surface or some resistance or, under some form of fatigue and they can demonstrate that they could get, you know, maybe a baseline or reps and look pretty good. Then the strength coach will take it from there where they really start to condition that. So instead of maybe doing, you know, just a set of 10 or 15 with different parameters. So it's like, we're going to do squats with good form regular. Then we're going to add some weight. Then we're going to add a non-compliant surface and see how you look and you're looking pretty good. Then it's time to start ramping it up where a strength coach will really start adding that in and start, you know, doing what a strength coach does, adding more resistance, start conditioning, start building, you know, pure muscle strength. So, you know, the physical therapy will touch on some of that strength, but it's like the very foundation, you know, we're not even really building like muscle mass per se. That's really where a strength coach comes in. We're really trying to just teach people how to move better, how to move well, make sure that they have a good foundation. So then, like I said, when they go on to the, next level stuff that they could do with they That's what's required of them. And you know what? I've seen them come at all different stages of that four months. You know, I've, I've gotten them where they're not running yet and they're not running yet. Um, where they're, they're, you know, they're running and I'm like, mm, I'm not really sure you should be running just yet. So I kind of back off of feel that is the case when they airtime bike I use it anyway but i use that an awful lot especially in the when i don't feel comfortable some warm-up stuff but i wouldn't feel comfortable with them consistently running yeah um, but going back to the 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 part about the brace now the, the brace and its structure there uh, I can see, you know, where that does like some banging against the opposite knee. I've even seen it, you know, just in doing some basic agility drills at the gym uh, where the individual has cut the other leg uh, from the plastic. A neoprene sleeve. I, I know that you're saying that like it, it could potentially be a gamesmanship type of thing where target. Um, but even how about a neoprene sleeve? Are you? Are you against that you know, for just some compression around the area or? 
I mean, yeah, I mean, if you really want to wear that, you can, if it makes you feel a little bit better, but it's really ultimately not going to prevent the, the movements and the, uh, any torsion or corkscrewing that happens at that femur or any of those rotational things in the knee. I mean, the, the knee is really going to slide underneath that, you know, neoprene brace. The whole point of the, uh, the athletic ACL brace is that it has those hinges on each side that if there is some over rotation, it'll probably prevent how much it goes in. But, you know, then again, it's still always a chance. I mean, if you fall or twist hard enough, you could still, you know, get a little bit of an injury there. Um, it might not be a full-blown tear, but there could still be a sprain. So it's not 100% invincible. But um, some people like the neoprene sleeve. Sometimes it just make yeah, that compression makes them feel really good. Um, you know, so if they really want to do that, I guess they can. Um, you know, and then, but with, with compression anyway, some people just like because they think it might help with some blood flow. So um, it, it may or may not most like some basketball players like to wear compression sleeves and things like that on their arms. Uh, also, some people wear it just to prevent some chafing. So, you know, it might not be as big of a target as the actual ACL brace, but um, I don't think it really has a benefit for stability at all. Gotcha. And you know yeah. what's interesting, too? Some of these doctors, the, I see some of them brace the athlete and then other times they're not braced. So, is it just based on individual? Do you think, and what yeah. they what, and what the surgery was, and, and maybe because I'm now I'm looking back at the question, it was an ACL. So maybe uh, when you see that combination, maybe they're looking to to brace with that. Maybe, or it just might be, you know, how they're, you know, how their, uh, you know, their philosophy is. Maybe just want to kind of be really, really safe with with all measures. Um, you know, it's probably like to do things there, but that's when we look at it to see, you know, are we actually really getting a benefit from that? You know, what what's most important, you know, with that. So um, there's still going to be some of those, you know, people that have different opinions on the treatment philosophy. So you're still going to see some of that, but it still really comes down to you need that neuromuscular control. You need to understand how to con- you know control the body in those shapes and positions that are required and also against more demand, like, you know, um, intense velocity. That's where a lot of these injuries are happening. So I think there's only so much a brace is going to help you out with that. Bingo, man. That's your 15 minute juice. There. Listen, everybody out there, we have an awesome podcast coming up this Thursday night. And I usually put it out by Friday morning. So be on the lookout by the end of the week. We have Sewards from Temple University, who ironically did my meniscus surgery back in March. So we're going to actually talk. He also has the video that I'm still waiting on. I'm just waiting for a hard drive to put it on. Um, and then we're just going to talk ACL, meniscus, and, you know, any other questions going to fire at him. Uh, but that's coming up this Friday. And, uh, you know, this is cool little thing that we're doing a spinoff of. I, I, I really like this. So um, that is your 15 minute juice for tonight. And uh, Mike, do you want? Sounds good, man. Till next time. Till next time. All right.